0: So thank you all for the birthday wishes that's awesome and uh it's it's been a good day in the sense that um it's my birthday and that's that's other than that it's been challenging <laughs> it's been a challenging day in several ways but it's been good nothing bad nothing uh, nothing awful or anything like that we're just Uh, helping people move through life and sometimes that takes effort and today it took my effort but that's good that's what we're here for so praise God this I'll tell you um, this right here uh, being able to serve the creator of the universe and in that helping you to mature and become more like him um, which is is an honor you know and what you know I haven't always been on this side where I'm standing and I'm presenting and I'm helping people grow I've also been where you're sitting and I, I seek to be there and long to be there on a regular basis it's very important for pastors to be fed as well and to sit under preaching and teaching because there's something that's imparted in that and um what I'm trying to get at is this, is as much as it is an honor for me to be up here teaching and preaching and you to be my family, my spiritual family, uh, it's also an honor for you to be sitting there receiving his character and nature. And we should view that together as a very big honor and a very big, um, you know, because God didn't have to include us. He did not have to include us, but he did, and uh, I know time I get to preach and minister and serve our king uh, on my birthday, that always blesses me, and I always look forward to that because that's an honor. Um, it's an honor for me and so I hope if you want to get me a present this is the present that I always hope that you do that you're here and you bring uh, expectation when you walk in the door that's the best thing that God's about to do something in your life and take you to a higher level that's the best birthday present you can give me because uh, that means that we're all growing and that means we're all rising so amen thank you for being here and uh, let's go ahead Tonight, we're going to go back into humility and grace. I think we have tonight and one more after this. Uh, So let's go ahead and let's look at James chapter 4 and verse 6. That's been our key scripture, and then we'll jump into, I think it's Philippians 2. Yep, Philippians chapter 2. So, Lord, we just thank you. Lord, uh, we just ask right now that our humility would grow, Lord, We praise you for the grace, but the part of it that's our responsibility is to give you and produce in us humility. And so, Lord, we just ask you, help us to grow our humility and thank you for the grace that you give always. Thank you for greater grace that we move into, Lord, and we just praise you for that. Lord, help us be the humble children of yours that you've called us to be. Nothing missing, nothing broken, nothing lacking, but just your humble children that are victorious overcomers through your grace. Lord, we praise you for it and we thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So James 4 6 says this, but he gives a greater grace. And we've said it pretty much every week that what this is talking about in context is no matter what you're facing, no matter what you're seeing, there's a grace that is greater than your problem. Okay. Now, if you go back and rewind to our message on Sunday about hope, then our job is to see the greater grace. Apply hope, a joyful, confident expectation, all the time. In other words, we should not have uh, hope in the problem. We should have hope in the promise. So the promise here is, no matter what I'm facing, God gives a grace that's greater as I move into humility. And so I can go into any problem, and I should not be focusing on the negative. I should be focusing on the promise being done. You know, just to give you a really right now uh, example of that, uh, today, like I said, today is my birthday. There's, I want it to go certain ways. It didn't go that way. But I can't sit there and just be you know, angry all day long because of that. I've got to see what is God doing. I've got to put on, uh, even, uh, I've got to put on joy. It yeah. doesn't matter if I'm happy. I've got to put on joy. And sometimes that takes effort. Sometimes that, and this is, this is humility, you know, is actually putting on what you don't feel like. (coughs) Putting on what God's told you, humbling myself to God where he says, put on joy, put on peace, right? You know, even, you know, tonight I was, I did not feel, and I apologize for my shoes, but I figured they didn't need to just come out on Boomerang Blue Day. So, um, but... (laughs) I didn't feel like celebrating tonight, right? I was tired. Had a lot on me all day. But part of my thinking was, by golly, I'm going to get in joy. I'm going yeah. to get colorful. I'm going I'm to get happy, right? Yeah, that's, good. that's humility. Yeah. And in that humility, guess what comes? Grace. So it doesn't matter what you feel like. You know, sometimes what you need to do more than anything is you need to shout and jump up and down and shout and praise God when you feel the least like praising God. You know, it says uh, enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. You know, there's a reason why we have praise and worship music at the front of a service. There's a reason why we should get up and thank God. You know, as we're walking in the door of a service, we ought to be saying, thank you, Lord, for what you're doing to me. Thank you for what you've done. Thank you for what you're about to do, what you're in the process of right now. Put thanks on your lips and enter right into the presence of God. And then you put praise on your heart. Doesn't matter what you feel like. It's important for us to engage above what our flesh does. This is humility. Humility is saying, I'll do that no matter what I feel. I'll do that no matter what I've seen. Well, we get into that, and all of a sudden we move into greater grace. And then it shows up. The things that you were actually needing, the things that you were desiring, the things that bring you happiness and joy, they actually show up. Why? Because we humbled ourselves to God. That's, That's how it works. So, you know, like today, I did not feel like this. You know, with these bright shoes on, I, this is not the way I felt. The way I felt was like all black. You know, like, <clears throat> you know, that's the way I felt. And and sometimes we have those days. Yeah. Sometimes it's just like that. And you don't, you especially don't want it to be like that on your birthday. You know, but but some days it's just like that. And you've got to, and you have to do something about it. Yeah, that's right. You have to. You've got to change things. So when I was getting ready, I was like, I'm wearing them shoes. I tell you, I don't care how bright they are. So y'all, they're going to have to get over it because I'm getting better. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, we like it. Yeah, and it's not like real horrible, nasty, like that. It was just kind of just, you know, dull. The day was just kind of dull up till now. But now it's changing. Why? Because I'm purposing myself to humble myself before God and find my joy in Him, that's right? right? That's what we got to do. That's that is humbling ourselves. It's not playing mind games with me. It's actually doing what God told us to yeah. do—to humble ourselves, put on joy. You know, what what is the uh, scripture? Uh, he will give us the uh, what is it? Yeah, was what? That's it. What is? He'll give us the garments of praise for the spirit of heaviness, right? But guess what? That garment, it, you know, I can give you a garment, but you've got to put it on. That's right. You've got to take right. one off and you've got to put another one on. That's yes. humility. Because here's what we want. Lord, Lord, you you better take this from me. Well, you hold on to it so tightly, I don't know that he's going to be able to get it off because he's right. giving you some authority. It's like, no, I want to be angry. I want to be mad. Humility is saying, all right, Lord, this is what you've told me to do. I'm going to go ahead and do it and take off this junk, set it to the mm-hmm. side, and let's put on praise. Yeah. But I don't feel like praising. That's yeah. what your body will I don't feel like praise. It doesn't matter what your body feels like. Doesn't matter. You tell your body what to do. Are you going to let the pride of your flesh tell you what to do? Are you going to let the humility of your spirit tell your body what to do? That's right. And your mind? Well, what you're asking is is my flesh going to win out or is God going to win out? That's what you're asking. Well,. I see it as not having a choice. But you've got to have knowledge about this before you actually realize that there's something going on where there is a choice to choose one way or the other. But we've got to put on the hope of God. We've got to maintain. Let me just expound on this. This is humility, not rolling around in your problems and not even telling how everybody how your problems are. That's not humility. Humility. Uh, it says this when you fast, right? When you fast, are you supposed to be like, Oh, woe is me. I just I hadn't eaten anything, you know. Or are you supposed to wash yourself? <laughs> you're supposed to get happy? You're supposed to comb your hair? Look like you're not fasting, right? Look like your flesh is not giving you any, any issue. In other words, you know, sometimes you'll have people that, you know, they feel like they ought to give something to somebody, right? Like in the Lord, like give them an offering or... Lord told you to bless them, you know, a lot of times what we've done is we'll look around we'll be like, mm, oh, they really need a blessing, so let's give one to them. But you know what? The one, the one that actually needs it generally is the one who looks like they don't because they're actually humbling themselves to God. That's true. Yeah. And that's why we've got to be led in our spirit to make sure that we hear from the Lord and, and not just walk by sight. You know, well, man, they look down the dumps. They need some food. God here, here's twenty dollars. Praise God. You know, think maybe you'll make it till tomorrow. Jeez. You know. No. You know, I've seen time after time somebody that's dressing like that just so they can get twenty dollars. Bunches of times. In church, like going to church for a long period of time. We're looking for the people that the Lord says, Hey, they are looking for something today. And they're like, well, they don't need anything. They make tons of money. That's not what it's about. It's about obedience. Well, a lot of times we are supposed to be the kind of people that people can't tell if we have needs or not because we are putting on Christ. We're honoring him whether people know about it or not. This is humility. This is humility, putting on what God says. Putting on his promises. Putting on those things above what our flesh says. Above what the world says we should do. Putting on hope when we don't feel like being hopeful. We're going to put it on no matter what. And all of a sudden, that is humility. And all of a sudden, we move into the place of greater grace. The grace that's bigger than your problem. So a lot of times what will happen is, so we're like totally not into our notes tonight, so hallelujah, happy birthday from me. So um, a lot of times what's happening is we are sitting there and we are doing what the world's taught us to do. We're not in humility at all. We're in pride saying, I know the better way to do it. Now we didn't consciously make that decision, but because we haven't renewed our mind to it, we're actually living in it. And then we're going, why do my problems, why don't they get fixed? Why can't I get over this? Why won't this go away? Because you haven't humbled yourself to look back and say, do I have something to change? Do I have something to grow in? You sat there. I mm, cannot tell you how many people through the years I've not been able to get them healed because they didn't want to be healed. Come up for prayer. That doesn't mean they won't be healed. And Nicole's like, preach it. Yeah. It's true. We, yeah. we see it all the time. Why? Here's why. They like the attention. That's a big, huge problem, big reason. They want the attention from people, so they want to continue to have the problem. Now, a lot of times they don't even see that because they won't humble themselves to take a look at themselves. We've got to humble ourselves. That's where the grace is. And humbling ourselves means that we are opening up the door to be wrong. Yeah. We're opening up the door for God to say, you missed it. You missed it. Well, we don't like missing it in America. We do, this is not what we do. We do not miss it by God. We will show you. We will yeah. bend over backwards to show you we did not miss it. We'll go in complete, utter rebellion to tell you we did not. It wasn't us who missed. Mm, No, sir. Mm, No. We will go to all kinds of lengths to not be wrong. And completely step out of grace. And still be wrong. (laughs) Actually be even more wrong we 've got to get to the place where we say golly i can I can miss it, you know yeah. I, you you sent me a message about when I told Sherman that, mm-hmm. yep, so i I think it was on Sunday, I think I said i was I forget which time I was uh, talking, but I told a story about where I missed it a few weeks ago. Sherman happened to be there and see it, and so I called him and and apologized to him, and I told him what I did wrong. And Priscilla, you know, called and said, thank you, thank you, thank you for being willing to correct yourself in, you know, something along those lines, which I really appreciate, by the way. And uh, I appreciate the fact that you see, you value that because that shows maturity. Um, But that's just it. And the Lord has actually told me in the last couple of years to even be more open about your faults and failures. Well, that goes against logic in this position. Worldly logic, not godly logic, but worldly logic, that goes against. But here's the thing. When you see me mess up, first of all, you see humility if I'm willing to talk about it. Number two, you see that you're not the only one messing up, and it helps. Now, we shouldn't uh, glory in our mess-ups. But we can all learn from them, and we, we can all move into humility. I think one of the biggest things that's missing is a humility in our leadership that's willing to say, I missed it. And part of that comes from our society because, man, if somebody steps up and says they missed it, think about this. You know, Think about a presidential candidate that actually gets up there, tells the truth that they missed it, which they all have done, and they all do. They're out. Because pride has said, well, they can't be up there and miss it. My Lord, if they can't miss it, that means they ain't human. And what that basically means is they've been lying to you the whole time. That ain't the person I want. I want somebody who's willing to be honest enough to say, I missed it. It was stupid. It was dumb. I missed it. I was thinking this. It doesn't really matter. I missed it. Right? What is that? That's humility. Do we want somebody in office that is in complete pride or do we want somebody who's in humility that has grace to go along with it? I want somebody who's walking in the grace of God. So we're not just talking about political office. We're talking about leadership positions. And and no matter how you look at it, God seeks to put you in leadership positions. He's looking to do that right now. You might not can see that. You might not can fathom that. But if you are going to mature to the fullness of the stature of Christ, that means that you're going to be starting to grow beyond other people, which means he's going to have people that he can send your way that you can help. That's leadership, but leadership without humility is not leadership at all. It's false, it's counterfeit, and it will mess you up. So I want us all to be the kind of people that we honor humility and we we esteem it. I want us to be the kind of people that are willing to say, God, you know what, I missed it. You know, one of the hardest things that we've had to get through as a church with our like our leadership team is getting to the place where our leadership team can come back and say, you know what, I missed this, and not be afraid of getting their head knocked off, you know. and And you know what, a lot of that had to do with me. And what I was presenting, because we're going to do things in excellence, and I'm expecting excellence out of leaders, right? Particularly if you are leadership. But at the same time, guess what? We all miss it at some point. And just because we miss it doesn't mean, "Ah, you are out of here. You know, that is not what that means. Uh, We would not have people for very long if that was the case, including myself. But what it took us was we're so scared of missing it in this society that we can't actually move to humility. So we needed to create an atmosphere of humility, an atmosphere of it's okay, it's all right, so you missed it. Big deal. We're still going to love on you. But in the church, we've had this history of like, oh, you missed it? Well, I'm not even talking to you for like a year. You're going to have to earn my trust back. You know, that's what we've done in the church a lot of times. And what do we need? What happens when you miss it? What do you want? What do you want when you miss it? We want help. Well, look, I'll go to one verse in Philippians 2. Let's go to Philippians 2. Three and four. I'll go to two verses. Ha, ha, ha. Do nothing from selfishness or empty conceit, but with humility of mind, regard one another as more important than yourselves. Do not merely look out for your own personal interest, but also for the interest of others. This is humility. Oh, you missed it? Well, we will take the blame as a whole. We all missed it. Well, you did nothing doesn't matter. You're, we're family. We're one unit. We all missed it. And you know what? Here's what you want. When you miss it, what do you want? You want mercy and you want grace. And you, and you know what? You get mad if nobody gives you mercy and grace. You, you get upset because, oh, they didn't give me mercy and grace. I, you know, everybody messes up now and then. I just want some mercy and grace. But the last person messed up on you, you're like, oh, I ain't even talking to them. I've had enough. That's it. Don't they know I have put up with their junk for too long, you know? But then we mess up. We're like, it was just such a little thing. I don't know why they couldn't forgive me. Well, you reap what you sow is one thing. But here's the thing to look at it is like this. If I'm going to consider others higher than myself and what I want when I mess up is mercy and grace, then I ought to even give more than what I want when it comes to other people because I'm considering them higher than myself. Yeah. So I'm not just giving them the mercy and grace that I want. I'm even going beyond that and giving them more. Yeah. And I'm doing it faster than I would even desire it for myself because I'm considering them more. You see? If we got in a place and produced an environment, an atmosphere where we could do that, do you know how quickly things change? In a, in a humble environment. Why? Because grace shows up and greater grace shows up. Think about what can happen in your home. You know, some of you have had issues in the past in your home and in your relationships and all that kind of stuff. And a lot of times what you're missing is not being right and not them being right. It's simply a, an attitude of humility and forgiveness. And all of a sudden, you can move in humility and forgiveness. It's amazing what happens and comes out of that person that you didn't think God could ever touch. It's like, Lord, it's going to be a miracle if they ever do anything that pleases me. And yet, you offer a little bit of humility and mercy and forgiveness. And all of a sudden, that person completely changed. You're like, how did that happen? You got out of pride. See the issue is most people are out there trying to change other people, and the person that they need to be changing is in the mirror. Yeah. That's the person. Yeah. Y'all are smiling like I'm reading your mail or something. Yeah. Y'all got these. Y'all got these. Brian, you need. To, <laughs> y'all got y'all got smiles on. Like, all right, Brian, let's stop it. It's in a, I get to point. It's good. All right, so humility. Involves us being willing to be wrong and involves us being able to forgive other people like God forgave us. And those are the two areas that you need to give to other people. It's, it's, yeah. It really is rare that you need to try to correct somebody else. Yeah. That's a rare item. You know why? Because who's the corrector? God and the Holy Spirit, and what you're doing is a lot of times in your correction, which is not humility. You're not humbling yourself to the power and might of God. A lot of times, what what we're doing is we're trying to go in there and be God in that circumstance, then getting mad when they don't change. Yeah. It's us that we need to be focused on the change, yeah. and it's God that we need to be handing them to in all mercy, humility, and forgiveness. That's what it is. You'd be amazed at the results that can come out of that. And you'd be amazed sometimes at just how quick it can be. Now that person still has a will and everything else. But you see, we've got to get in that place where we clothe ourselves with humility in order to walk in the grace. How many times have you ever had a a situation where you said... (coughs) This is never going to change. You know, we've talked about this before. This really comes back to humility in faith. Is a lot of people, they get divorced not because God couldn't change them, but because they believe that God couldn't change that person. That's the issue. They dropped faith that God could have an effect. And they could not see, as far as they could see, it was absolute, that person will never change. They apply no faith, no hope. There's nothing to back up. There's nothing to give substance to. And then they get divorced you know, because of that. Same thing with all kinds of things. Healing, lots of people have died because they did not believe that God could change it. I heard somebody just this week say something about, well, there's some things God can't do. I'm like, what? you know, that's so foreign to me at this point. There was a time when I would have taken that and thought about that. But at this point, it's so foreign to me, my shield of faith is like whoop, whatever. You know, and I'll go back behind my shield of faith. But, there, you know, that's that's a reality to some people because that's what they believe. Well, We've got to humble ourselves to God in every way and understand that he can change things that even right now we think are unchangeable. And we've got to humble ourselves to trust him. This is how you come out of problems. This is how you come out of situations. I don't believe in a situation that's unsolvable. Why? Because I serve a God that, that is interested and great at doing the impossible. He makes the impossible Possible Amen. constantly. And so when somebody comes say it's just not gonna work, Brian, I'm like, you're talking to the wrong person, because I believe it will. Yeah. I believe it will. I remember I remember Joel used to talk about, you know, when we were first getting to know each other and uh he'd he'd see me believing for stuff, he'd be like, you know, talking to God. I, and I'm not even going to talk to Brian about this because he's Pollyanna on faith and believing everything's going to work out just right no matter what happens. You know, and I always got tickled at that. But you know what? That's hope. And hope is humility in the power of God. Yeah. And we've got to get to that place where we just say, like little children, you know, how many think? Look, think about this? This is humility. How many things do children think are not possible? <laughs> think about it again. How many things do children think are not possible? I mean, I could go home right now, and even, even at 11 now, I could tell Rachel that, you know what? We are about to build a uh, ladder from here to Mars. And it will stay connected. And she'd be like, really? Because <laughs> she believes it's possible. When we become, as a little child, all the things of the kingdom of God, all the things of our king's domain, our king's rule, become possible to us. That's what humility does. It looks into God's goodness with the eyes of a child and humbles themselves to that childlike faith. That childlike hope. In the presence of a great God. Man that's a big statement I just said. I don't know that I can. <laughs> that's what humility does. And that's what is. It looks into. The heart of a good. And gracious and great God. With eyes of a child. And humbles their hearts to That to the possibility that he can do it. That's the person that will see the kingdom of God manifested in their life. But it takes being willing to be wrong in order to get there. In other words, it means that all this time when I haven't been receiving things of God, it was me missing it, not my good God. My good God was saying all the promises are yes and amen. Yes and so be it. And someone that will humble themselves to a good and gracious God will walk in that greater grace that will solve problems before they ever see them. That's the greatness of God and that's how much he loves you. Lord, we just thank you Thank you, Father. You are so good and so great. You are so good and so great. Lord, we just right now, we make a decision. We will humble ourselves to your goodness, to your greatness, to your grace. We will trust you as a child. We will put forth hope. We will put forth faith. And we will humble ourselves to act in love, the fullness of it. And Lord, we will manifest your will in our lives. We praise you and thank you for just the opportunity to humble ourselves to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Have a good night.